This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, October 12th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Prop 12 gets its day in court. Mixed shipping news. And EPA challenged on CAFOs and herbicide. NPPC expresses confidence in case. It's up to the Supreme Court justices now to decide whether California's Proposition 12 will stay on the books. Supporters of the law seem to be pleased with how oral arguments in the case went yesterday. As Justice Clarence Thomas noted, Proposition 12 is not about reaching out and regulating something across state lines because it regulates only sales of pork within California, according to Brian Frizzell, Senior Appellate Counsel at the Constitutional Accountability Center. He noted that Justice Neil Gorsuch described the National Pork Producers Council's arguments as enshrining non-textural economic liberties into the Constitution in an effort to protect the way much of the industry raises pork. But justices also had sharp questions for the law's defenders, and NPP said it, quote, presented a strong case and is confident in its arguments. American Farm Bureau Federation President Zippy Duvall says Prop 12 has the potential to put small hog farmers out of business. You can read our account of the oral arguments in this week's AgriPulse newsletter. Low Mississippi River water levels raise barge rates. Shipping rates are continuing to increase as low water levels on the Mississippi River force barge companies to place limits on how much they can transport. Shipping a ton of soybeans loaded between St. Paul and St. Louis cost 51.02 a ton in the week leading up to September 20, a 33% increase from the same week a year ago. That according to Soy Transportation Coalition Executive Director Mike Steenhoek. Precipitation over the next month is expected to be limited, further exacerbating the shipping challenges, Steenhoek said. When combined with an overall supply chain under stress, agricultural shippers are expecting some difficulties in getting soybeans and grain to the market. Rail service shows some improvement. Railroads are making some progress in moving grain this fall over where things stood last year. An analysis by the American Farm Bureau Federation shows that 351,000 grain cars were loaded and billed in the third quarter of 2022, up from 295,000 in the third quarter of 2021. Still, the latest third quarter number was a decline from the second quarter of the year when 398,000 grain cars were loaded. Based on the number of unfilled grain car orders, the decline from the second to third quarters isn't due to reduced demand, according to Farm Bureau. But there has been some improvement in rail speeds. Last quarter, the average speed for all goods was 22 miles an hour and 21 miles an hour for ethanol and grains. The quarter speeds have increased by 5% to 24 miles an hour for all goods and 22.5 for ethanol and grain. By comparison, rail speeds reached 25 miles an hour for grains and ethanol in early 2020 when there was less pressure on railroads due to the COVID-19 pandemic. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak 
after this. Dairy Management Incorporated serves America's 34,000-plus dairy farmers and dairy importers by managing research and marketing programs aimed at promoting dairy consumption and protecting the good image of dairy farmers, dairy products, and the dairy industry. Funded entirely by dairy farmers, DMI has distinguished itself as a strategic consultant and valuable resource to businesses and organizations in the food and beverage sector that seek to increase sales and raise their image through the innovative use of dairy and dairy ingredients. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. CAFOs and Enlist Herbicide Targeted and Separate Actions. A coalition of public interest groups is trying to compel EPA to respond to a petition filed more than five years ago seeking stronger clean water rules for concentrated animal feeding operations. The Center for Food Safety, Food and Water Watch, and others have filed suit in the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals to force EPA to respond to the 2017 petition. Also from CFS, the Organization and Pesticide Action Network, North America, filed a notice of intent to sue EPA for not consulting with the Fish and Wildlife Service before approving Enlist One and Enlist Duo, Corteva herbicides used on corn, cotton, and soybeans. UK making first lamb exports to the U.S. in 20 years. A shipment of $34 million in British lamb is on the way to the U.S. for the first time in two decades. The U.S. banned British lamb in 1996 amid an outbreak of bovine spongiform encephalopathy. We hope this order will be the first of many, allowing millions of U.S. consumers to enjoy our world-renowned lamb while bringing a major boost to U.K. sheep producers and exporters who have another valuable market in which to sell their products, said Phil Hadley. He's director at the U.K.'s Agriculture and Horticulture Development Board. Soy groups invest in expansion of Washington Port Terminal. Seven U.S. soy groups are helping Omaha-based ag processing fund the expansion of a terminal at Port Grays Harbor in Washington that to help U.S. soy meal exports. The United Soybean Board, the Soy Transportation Coalition, Iowa Soybean Association, Kansas Soybean Commission, Nebraska Soybean Board, North Dakota Soybean Council, and South Dakota Soybean Research and Promotion Council are together investing $1.3 million in the project that is expected to be completed in 2025, that according to USB. Ag Processing is a Midwest cooperative that owns 10 soy processing facilities in the Midwest. I'm proud of our farmers' commitment to enhance and maintain U.S. infrastructure, said USB Director Tony Johansson. Doing so helps sustain our competitive advantage over global competitors. Law takes effect lifting tariffs on infant formula ingredients. President Biden has signed into law a bill that temporarily lifts tariffs on imports of base powder used for infant formula. The National Milk Producers Federation did not oppose the measure, citing its limited volume and time frame. Some 2,600 metric tons of powder could be imported duty-free through the end of the year. 
National Milk Producers Federation President and CEO Jim Mulhern has said the organization, quote, emphatically opposes efforts that would create long-term dependence on foreign suppliers for a critical nutritional food. Well, here's today's He Said It. I think people in some states, the ones that produce a lot of pork in Iowa or North Carolina or Indiana, may think there's a moral value in providing a low-cost source of protein to people, maybe particularly at times of rising food prices. That Chief Justice John Roberts on Proposition 12, defenders of the law argue the law protects California's moral values. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, October 12th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.